It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's good, Wizards fans? The Washington Wizards finished the season once again, 35-47. and 47. They lose to the Houston Rockets, 109-114. to 114. Some of the young guys showed out, and some of the young guys struggled. Struggled. We'll talk about that. Um, Tommy Shepard also had an interview with NBC Sports Washington, giving himself a grade. We're going to talk a little bit about that later. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match. Up to $100 for promo code locked on. That's pricepicks.com, promo code locked on. So the Wizards now they do have, they have, they finished with the seventh worst record in the NBA. They have the seventh best lottery odds, if I'm not mistaken. They are tied with the Indiana Pacers. I'm going to pull up the standings here um, really quick. Uh, they finished 35 and 47. Yes, the Pacers are 35 and 47. If I'm not mistaken, they, um, they have to do a coin flip for who ends up with the best lottery odds between those two, but we'll get into that later when, you know, that time comes around. But, uh, Brandon, let's start off with the young guys. What were your thoughts on Isaiah Todd, Quentin Jackson, uh, Jordan Goodwin, Johnny Davis? Uh, which guys stood out to you and which guys uh, struggled tonight? Oh, man, good question. Um, was, I'm sitting here trying to navigate my earphone and broke on me. Um, well, first of all, Isaiah Todd started. So, I mean, that's, that's news in itself because, I mean, I – can't remember last time I saw him play, but you know, he, you know, he's got some work to do, you know, uh, one for seven from three, two from 13 for the field. But most of all, man, who impressed me the most, you know, Jordan Goodwin, you know, he 22 points, eight for 14, five rebounds, five assists. You know, I thought that Goodwin really showed out today, man. Um, second, I mean, Quentin Jackson in 19 points, shooting nine for 13, but over and two from three. But you know, those two guys, man, the fact that they came from the go-go, and they were able to come up and play significant minutes. And, look, don't get it twisted, man. Houston, they rolled with their starting five. So, <laughs> I mean, they, they really didn't change their lineup from their normal lineup anyway. So they played a young starting five that's played together for a minute. So you know, the fact that you saw this type of production from Jordan Goodwin and Quinn Jackson, man, says a lot. Um, Kispert, you, know, you could tell they, they really wanted to lose this game to a certain degree in the second half because they took him out of the game. But – while he was in there, you know, 18 points, six from eight from the field, but five from seven from three. So before they took him out, you know, Kispert was doing his thing. And uh, getting to, let's see, uh, look at my notes. Uh, none did what none did. Uh, Cooks, uh, 14 rebounds was inspiring and uh, 10 points. But, you know, he's got a little ways to go to kind of get acclimated to the speed of the NBA, man. You know, from what I noticed from just him playing defense, man, he's kind of quick on that first step you know, playing D. So he's got to get better with the speed of the NBA. But, you know, overall, the young guys, they, they played well. You know, I like what I saw overall from, the, you know, these young guys, man. So, 
You know, it was just it was a weird game because you know at one point we're like, oh, they're gonna win the game, and you're conflicted as a Wizards fan because you don't know if you want them to win, you don't know if you want them to lose. But it's just it's just kind of what the season's been, man. Very inconsistent. You know, it's just this this game highlighted just the perfect picture of the season inconsistency. You know, the fact that you know we can beat the Celtics, but we can lose. It just is, yeah. So overall, I'm inspired by the young guys, man. You know, we we do have a good young core here in DC. So, yeah, I was really impressed by Quentin Jackson. Uh, he had a couple high flying dunks, a couple high flying alley oops. Um, that was awesome to see in person. Me and Brandon, uh, we're, we were at the game today, uh, so we we had a we had a great experience, even though they lost. Um, and we both wanted them to lose so they could get better lottery odds. But Quentin Jackson really impressed me. Just how athletic he is, how explosive he is. Nine for thirteen from the field. Uh, 19 points. Now he did struggle the game before, um, but I thought he played a lot better today. Hit a couple of mid-range jumpers, was just really good on the fast break. Uh, and he just showed the athleticism and explosiveness. I really do think he's going to play in this league for uh, a good amount of years, and I think he's going to carve out a good career. I think this guy can contribute and get meaningful minutes. You know, of course, he's got to get a little bit stronger, get in the weight room, um, work on the three-point shot, but he can really, really, really help this team out, I feel like. And the Wizards, they don't have a lot of athletes, um, especially at the guard position. And I think offensively, they have some wiggle and some pop to them, you know, some you know um, step-back moves, just kind of uh, can get guys off balance. And I think Quentin Jackson is a guy who can really create a shot for himself. And the Wizards, they kind of lack that, other than really Bradley Bill, that two-guard spot. So I think Quentin Jackson can come in and definitely help. Jordan Goodwin, of course, he had a good game. He had what, 17 points in the first half, had a, had a dunk. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. People's faces, hit three threes. Uh, he was just playing mean out there, aggressive, getting to the basket, uh, a couple fast breaks, getting to the basket, playing with a lot of physicality, former football player. So Jordan Goodwin, he's just really developed nicely coming from the G League. He's had a heck of a season this year. So I'm really be- I've really been happy for him what he's done this season. I thought he had a great game today. Did have a crucial turnover down the stretch where we potentially had a fast break. Ball got tipped. The Rockets got it back, and that was basically the end of the game right there. Um, Xavier Cooks, like you said, just a little up and down. Did a great job rebounding. 10 points, 5 for 11 for the, five or 11 for the field. Got a shot blocked a couple times. He was going up against Frank Kaminsky, and he was going up against um, – I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing his name, but I, I want to say it's Boban, uh, the seven foot four guy that does the State Farm <laughs> commercials, play for the Mavericks. Uh, I think he's done a movie as well. So those are some tall guys he was going up against. But, you know, some of the passes he had were a little erratic and a little all over the place. So he was just a little uh, – he's just got to be a little under control out there. And like you said, he's still learning the NBA game, still getting used to the speed of the game. So you could tell it was a little – he was a little off balance a little bit. Um, and then Isaiah Todd, he started today. Congrats to him for getting the, his first start. He had 12 boards. So he did a good job of rebounding. Same thing with Xavier Cook's doing a good job of rebounding. But he, he struggled from the field. He did. He struggled two for 13 is pretty darn bad. Um, a lot of his shots, though, did toilet bowl out of the basket. A lot of his shots would go down and come out. He did miss a dunk in the first half. He airballed a three, airballed a jumper. Um, you could just tell that he's a guy kind of – I wouldn't say chicken with the head cut off, with his head cut off, but you could just kind of tell he was trying to get used to the NBA game as well. And what I will say, I'm not going to say it's unfair or fair to him, but they did throw him in there the last game of the year where they haven't given him any time at all. Jordan Goodwin has gotten more time. Uh, Quinn Jackson's gotten more time. And you can say maybe those guys have just been playing better than him. That's why they got more time than Isaiah Todd. And West Hunsell Jr. saying that they've seen enough of him. So it's been kind of weird um, stuff going on with the Wizards handling by Isaiah Todd, in my opinion. But um, Isaiah, he, he struggled tonight. He did. He struggled one for seven from the three. Struggled with his touch. 
struggle physicality, kind of got pushed around a little bit too. So he has a long offseason to go, a lot to work on. We'll see if he's even on the team next year. I just don't know. I think it's a toss up. He was what the 31st pick of the draft. You know, the Aaron Holiday trade traded. We traded yeah, I think uh, 31st or 32nd. Yeah. Yeah. So the trade is not looking too great right now. This will be what year three for Isaiah Todd. He just he reminds me of Chris McCullough and uh, Devin Robinson, guys that were on the roster that just never made it to the team full time and, and they just never panned out. So that's just kind of what I see happening with Isaiah Todd. Just a lot to work on. Can't bear. Struggles to really create a shot for himself. Has to get in the weight room. Not he's an okay three point shooter. He's athletic, but you just don't see any 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 elite skill from uh, Isaiah Todd. So, like you said, Kisper had a great game, but he barely played twelve minutes at eighteen points. If he would have played, they they probably would have won. If Kisper would have played more minutes, because Kisper was shooting the lights out, hit five threes in twelve minutes. That's 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 he was hot. Um, Gill. Played pretty well for the time he was in there. And Kendrick Nunn, you know, he shoots the ball every time he gets it, uh, 12 points. And um, that basically wraps it up. The Wizards had a 15-point lead. This is another 15-point lead blown away by the Wizards. They lead the league in that. And uh, from the Rockets' side of the ball, Sangoon was dominating at one point. Uh, Josh Christopher, 13 points. He was getting baskets, whatever he felt like. And Jabari Smith, 20 points. Kenyon Martin, we talked about his dad. Uh, Ken Martin Jr. had a couple athletic plays. Uh, Tari Easton off the bench, 16 points. He played pretty well. Um, so, I mean, it was it was, a, it was was basically like a G League game. It really was. It was another G League game, more development. Johnny Davis, he struggled tonight. He was two for – three for 15 from the three-point line, four for 20 from the field. He really struggled, um, missed a couple of free throws. But this was a learning experience for him. He had eight assists and six boards. But, man, he, he struggled shooting the ball tonight. He really did. Yeah, I mean, he there was no shortage of um... – confidence tonight because he kept chucking them. But, you know, that's what you want to see from a young guy, man. Like I said, you know, keep definitely keep shooting. Um, definitely keep shooting. Excuse me. Uh, so, yeah, it's just like I said, this this game was a perfect example of the season, man. It was just a game where you expected us to really want to lose, but then they tried to win. It's just it's been such a weird year. But, you know, looking at um, Isaiah Todd, man, he screams Kwame Brown to me, and I'm going to tell you why. Because, yeah, I'm, I'm going to tell you why. Nothing, look, and this is the reason I say that. It, because if you look at Kwame Brown, man, look, I'm, I, I say this all the time. If they would have properly developed Kwame Brown, he would have been a 20 and 10 guy. Easy. You know, the fact that he was here when Jordan tried to come back, you know, I believe it was the second, third time, you know, he wasn't developed right, man. I don't think developed uh, Isaiah Todd right, man, because three years, you should have known this kid needed to add muscle year one. I mean, his, his frame ain't changed. So the fact that they really didn't work on him as far as his, you know, him gaining weight, gaining strength, and, and you know, from that standpoint, you know, I felt like they did good when it came to Quinn Jackson and, and Jordan Goodwin, man. But I think they fell Isaiah Todd, man. I don't think they properly developed the kid because if you look at his offensive repertoire, man, he can shoot. He, he I mean, he can shoot. He just needs to gain strength and learn how to do some post moves and learn how to navigate in the paint. But as far as a stretch guy, the strength and knowing how to play in the paint, He'd be a solid pickup, man. So I know you're laughing at me when I say Kwame Brown, man. But, you know, look, you know, Kwame Brown, had he's a bad rap, in my opinion, man. You know, he drafted number one overall. And then, you know, like I said, I always believe that he wasn't developed right. And I see that in Isaiah Todd, man, because, like I said, from an offensive standpoint, there's not much you really got to teach a kid offensively other than post moves. You know, he's more of a stretch four. But so, yeah, it's sad, man. I think his days in D.C. are done. I mean, because I just don't see – you know, three years, where you really where you go from here with him, you know? So I I, I 
I don't see it, man. But now, nah, overall, man, the, you know, the kind of, um, you know, overall the game, man, you know, it was a really good game overall from the young guys. Just Johnny, like I said, I'm not, I'm not too upset with Johnny struggling with his shot tonight because he's, he's got the confidence up to be able to shoot. I mean, you got to have confidence when you shoot uh, three for 15 from three. So, you know, overall, man, just cut it there. I, it's an inspiring loss to say the least. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's just Isaiah Todd not being good or <laughs> developing. It's just tough because I mean, we just we weren't able to. I I weren't. I was not able to really watch a lot of G League games. I don't know yeah. how he performed. I did hear somebody say that he wasn't even getting a lot of playing time in the G League sometimes. Um, but he played forty five minutes and he, he got seven points. So yes, I mean, it could be on the developmental side. You know, what's the weight training program? I don't expect him to put on twenty pounds, but. Um, he, he's just got to get stronger, man. I don't know if, what kind of diet they put him on or, or weight training program. Um, but, yeah, he, he he struggled, man. Tari Eason, there was one time where he just blocked his shot pretty badly. But, yeah, like I said, he played 45 minutes and got seven points. And, he, and even, even in the summer league, um, I thought he struggled too. And uh, maybe, he, he, maybe they just evaluated wrong in the draft. But I could see him going somewhere, maybe possibly contributing. But we'll we'll move on to some other topics here, possibly the Tommy Shepard uh, interview and uh, some comments here. But <laughs> before we do get into that, this episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Uh, today I did not hit because I had Johnny Davis getting over 18 and a half points, but he ended up with 13 points. Johnny Davis played 40 minutes as well, four for 20, so he struggled today. Um, but this is how Price Picks works. You pick one, you pick two to six players, and if they will go score more or less than their Price Picks projection, you can win up to twenty-five times your money on any entry. No competing against other people; it's just you versus the projections available. Price Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, Euro basketball, cricket, and more. Entries can be made in sixty seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals. Currently operational in over thirty states in Canada. Download the PriceFix app or go to PriceFix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PriceFix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PriceFix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on and sign up for an instant deposit, ma- deposit match up to $100. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah, so the only thing I'll say about Kwame and... Isaiah Todd, the good thing is that, you know, the bad thing was that Kwame Brown was the first pick of the draft. Thank goodness Isaiah Todd was, you know, the 30th pick of the draft. Even though all our picks are super important, even our second-round picks, you see other teams, how they're using second-round picks. You look at Kenny Lofton for the Grizzlies. Um, if I'm not mistaken, he was a second-round pick. He just put up 42 points the other night. That's yeah. kind of what you want to see from your guys developing. This is his – that's his rookie year. Everybody develops with their own pace, but um, that's basically what you want. You want to see a leap from your second-round pick who's been in the league two years now. It's been around an organization, and I, I just haven't seen it from Isaiah Todd. Um, I mean, you see it from Jordan Goodwin. You see it from Quentin Jackson. And I, I don't want to just pile on Isaiah Todd because, you know, who, who his career could change, um, and he could be a productive player in this league. But, you know, he's worked out with, with Rashid Wallace. He is a stretch four. I compare him to Rashad Lewis. 
um, just being a stretch four, but he struggled to shoot from the three. So he's a stretch four that's supposed to be able to shoot, but he's struggling to shoot. So, um, but yeah, that, that's, that's what I'll say for the Kwame comparison. Thank goodness he's not the first pick of the draft. And then the whole thing, you, you know, MJ pushing uh, Kwame a certain way. It didn't go well with Kwame. A little immaturity here and there. And then Isaiah Todd, you know, he was suspended last year for, I don't know what reason he was suspended for. So I don't know what happened with that, but I, I've heard Isaiah Todd is, is a, is a great character guy. He's a great guy and all that. Um, but yeah, like you said, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how much time he has left in DC to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, real quick before we move on, man, I mean, really the a comparison I can make is look at Brandon Ingram. I mean, look at him, you know, for most of his time in the league, he was a skinny cat. Now, if you look at him this year, he gained some weight. And, you know, he's and he's learned how to condition himself to that weight. And he's playing some good ball. So, I mean, I'm looking at it from a physical standpoint. Like, you know, with, with that type of player, man. I mean, for all right, another example, man. Uh, MJ, you know, when they – that year they finally beat the Detroit Pistons. What did they do in the offseason? They lifted weights and they got stronger. You know, so, you know, I, I feel like that should have been a point of emphasis for Isaiah Todd. But, you know, unfortunately, I just don't – you know, I think he's done. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um. Debating if we should talk about Tommy Shepard oh, and what boy. he said in the interview. Because um, <laughs> a couple <laughs> of people asked about this, and we'll probably talk about this tomorrow as well. But um we'll get we're gonna give grades during the season. So we'll just we'll just talk briefly about his comment about the incomplete season and we'll get into the comments because there's a lot of comments here tonight, as it is the season finale. Um so basically I'm gonna pull up the quote here. Um Wes Hall from NBC Sports Watching, he did the interview with Tommy Shepard. He asked, um, you know, if you gave a grade to the season assets of Tommy Shepard. Tommy Shepard said it's an incomplete grade. Um, and basically, he brought up injuries. That was the reason why he talked about free agency. Um, but what are your thoughts on Tommy Shepard saying the grade is incomplete because of uh, injuries? That is so whack. I mean, it's, it's such a cop out. Like, really? For real? Injuries? Really? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's what I thought. I was like, really, Tommy, you went with the default answer, like all oh, injuries. No, it was it, 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 he gave the answer where nobody wants to take responsibility. That's what it is. Because, I mean, there's plenty of responsibility to go around. All right, from a player standpoint, all right, where do we start? The real deal. Lack of, lack of leadership. Should not, be, should not be bringing the ball up. All right, Kuzma, should not be shooting the ball 30 times a game. I mean, again, I really don't have much to say about KP other than, you know, please stay healthy. But um gm standpoint yeah he's made some decent trades but you know you just a four-year deal for a guy that has never played in the nba like don't get me wrong man i think you know xavier cooks he he looks all right but this is not australia man and you know like you said we saw him you know face to face today and i'm telling you right now he, he needs to work on his speed man you know guys were blown by him you know and that, that was part of his you know his mo coming over here was defense and athleticism and i see the athleticism but even then, with him offensively, he was just – he was too, too slow trying to drive the lane. So, yeah, man. I, I mean, it's, where, do, where do we start? I mean, it's, it's such a cop-out, man. From You know, they first of all, they failed when they made the goal of that going to play in. You failed from the get-go. I mean, what are we talking about? When, when your ultimate goal is not even a championship, you already failed. And then, and, you know, and, and then looking at – oh, all right, what did I say? Oh, yeah, this trade's all right, but – Again, you give a four-year deal to a guy that's never played in the NBA. I mean, it's just it, – I'm just saying, it's just it's, – it's so questionable, man. Especially at the position he plays, man. I just 
So incomplete is such a cop-out, man. It's, it's such a disappointing answer because it shows that not only do they have a lack of vision, they have a lack of account, accountability. Totally a lack of an accountability, man. Like, really? You're not going to give anything to the fan base? I don't, I don't think we can accept that. Incomplete injuries. Come on, man. But, you know, it's enough of a sample size that you're trying to pay all three. So what are we talking about? If it's, you know, and that's what I don't get from this, this um, organization, man, is that, you know, we know the obvious truth, but they're trying to tell us. You know, they're, they're peeing on our leg and telling us it's raining. Like, come on, man. Like, stop. <laughs> come on, stop. Injuries. Come on, no. It's just, it's just a lack of vision. That's what it is. And they need a daggone vision. So that's what I'm rolling with, man. I didn't, I didn't buy it, man. I, I feel like it's a cop-out. It's a really terrible answer. And a very predictable answer, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, statistics show that they weren't the most injured team in the league. They were middle of the pack for, like, man games lost. Shout out to Chris Miller. He actually said that. In the post game um, show, he said that he didn't want to hear that that injury excuse because it's been used time and time. every year. Tommy Shepard says the same old thing. So Tommy Shepard, his his record here as the GM in, in the twenty twenty season, we were twenty five and forty seven. In the twenty twenty one season, we th- we finished thirty four and thirty eight. We did actually make the plan that year. Twenty one twenty two, we were thirty five and forty seven. This year, thirty five and forty seven. Every year, Tommy Shepard has finished below five hundred, less than thirty five wins. Every year, and every year he uses injuries as an excuse. Look at the Pelicans. No Zion Williamson for majority of the year. You brought up Brandon Ingram earlier. The Pelicans didn't have Brandon Ingram for a long period of time. He missed a good amount of games. And look at them. They're still in the playoffs. Still in the playoffs. And they they, they, they potentially could upset somebody in the playoffs as well. And they're playing really good ball as of late without Zion Williamson. Uh, Herbert Jones had 30 points the other night. CJ McCollum had 30 points the other night. So they're a team that's able to step up when guys are out. Um, but yeah, and in, in the NBA, they they handed the schedule. They, the schedule was so it was a favorable schedule. They handed it to us on a silver platter. You had two games against the Hawks at home. You had two games against the Raptors at home. You had fifteen point leads that were blown. You lead the league in that. Um, you lost to the Nets at home by forty one points. You gave hundred points to the paint to the Nuggets. I mean, those aren't excuses. Those are clear cut things that you can pinpoint. Look to many games that the Wizards had in their hands and lost. And got outplayed down the stretch. Um, so I don't want to hear injury excuses at all. I just don't want to hear it. So, I mean, we saw the solid three play together. Even when they played together, they had a losing record. You traded a you traded away Rui at the halfway mark. You lost your scoring on the bench. So that was a terrible transaction by him. You, you didn't get much back from Kendrick Nunn at all. He barely, he was a DNP. He barely got any, he didn't get any playing time. Really, when we needed him and needed somebody to step off the bench, he was so bad to the point that we couldn't even play him. So that's on Tommy. You made that trade. You made these decisions. You want to bring all these guys back. Kyle Kuzma said that the season was em- embarrassing. That's how Kyle Kuzma explained it. Why would Kyle, Why do you think Kyle Kuzma would even come back? And he said the season was embarrassing. You know, the only reason why he would come back is because of money and maybe because he likes his teammates. Um, and that's that's about it, honestly. So, I mean, yeah, it's disappointing to hear Tommy Shepard say that. Uh, but like you said, you, you know, you can't put lipstick on a pig. The fan base, we know what this is. Um, bottom five in the fan base attendance or, or team attendance. And we we know it, it, it most likely won't get much better. You can't even tank right. You beat the Heat when you really needed to lose. Um, now you have the seventh best lottery odds when you could have gotten the fifth or the sixth and got better lottery odds. So, um, yeah, it, it's just another disappointing season. Bullets Nation said it too. Even Chris Miller said injuries were an issue. So that's all I got on that. We'll probably talk about it a little bit more tomorrow too. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah, I'm with you, man. We're probably gonna talk a lot about Tommy, man. But it's just 
it, it, just, it boggles your mind because they talk to you like you don't know what's going on. Like you have no clue what state this franchise is in. It's just is 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 comical, man. Because there's it is a, a lot of reasons. I mean, there's a lot of predictable reasons. I mean, where I mean, you can point you can, look on on court production. Think about it, man. Every recap we did for every game this year, I guarantee every single time we either said defense, perimeter defense, transition defense. No, you know, I mean, the same issues. Rebounding was an issue. I mean, turnovers were an issue, especially down in, 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 in you know, clutch time. It's just, it was the, the lack of adjustments from hit coaching. So hit coaching, I mean, you know, Wes, I get it. You know, year three, you ha- we have to see some kind of progress year three, man, because, you know, if it's the same MO that he's a defensive guy. Look, if, if we're still in the 20s in defense next year, look, that little MO defensive guy stuff, it needs to stop because the defense ain't looking too good these days. I'm just saying. So he's got to he's got to step up. You know, he's really got to make that, you know, make that leap from year uh, two to three, man. And Tommy, look, look, Tommy, if you're serious about this core, then do your job, man. Look, have fun trying look, paying all three of these guys. And you got Gafford in an extension and you got Monte and Delon on contract and the young guys. I mean, have fun trying to find a point guard and a wing, man, because, again, from a fan uh, fan base perspective, man. We know what the cap is. We see the contracts. You're telling us one thing. We know that, daggone, you're not going to be able to sign all three guys. And if you do, you're pretty much putting this, this franchise in purgatory for the next three to five years. Easy. Because they've proven that the best they're, they're selling together without a proper point guard and another wing is playing. And, again, that is such a whack goal. Like, your goal shouldn't be playing. It should be championship. That's it. So yeah, yeah, that's what I got to say about it, man. It's just it's predictable, but it's just it's, it's disappointing because, you know, why? I mean, dude, just be honest. You know, why? Just, yeah, that's why I'm mad with it, man. It's just it was such a whack answer. So yeah, I mean, you heard Pat Riley when the Heat when the Heat lose or when they lost last year, he called out Tyler Hero. He called out Kyle Lowry. He said Kyle Lowry needs to lose weight. He called out many guys last year. And that's an honest GM. We just don't get that here. Pat Riley's not using injuries for any kind of excuse at all. Pat Riley will will give it to you straight. And we, we just don't get that from, from you know, Tommy Shepard. We just don't. So um, we'll see. And, nobody, and nobody's on the hot seat. They already announced that they're bringing back Wesson. So junior next year, like you talked about defense. Um, and Tommy Shepard, he's safe. He's going to be safe probably for the foreseeable future under Ted Leonsis. So um, we're going to get a quick word from you, Brandon, and then we'll probably read one comment. And all the comments that you guys have in here, we're going to try to read those tomorrow. We do have a couple of mailbag episodes coming up. Um, so we're definitely going to read all the comments to, from today for tomorrow because we're not going to get to all you guys' comments. Yes, sir. The nice episode is brought to you by Ultimate Basketball General Manager. Ultimate Pro Basketball GM is the coolest game I've ever played in a long time. I've always thought I could be a great NBA GM. As it turns out, it's not that easy. And if you had the same thought, and have fantasized about managing your own basketball franchise, go and download Ultimate Pro Basketball GM right now. The game allows you to manage every strategic aspect of a franchise, playing through seasons and leading your franchise and fans to glory as they build a historic dynasty. In a simulation you're responsible for, dealing with challenging personalities, uh, hiring the right coaches and assistants, trading and training players, making draft picks, navigating your franchise through free agency and a draft, and all the ups and downs of multiple seasons. All this in a challenging and realistic role game. Ultimate Pro Basketball GM is completely free and playable offline. Play on the go as you want and when you want to. Locked On Wizards listeners get 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in the game store. So make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit probasketballgm.com. Scan the code or look it up on app stores. 
That's probasketballgm.com. Ultimate Basketball GM. Start your dynasty today. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, slide into comments. Yes, sir. Uh, well, we got a couple of thank you comments. Um, <laughs> backs attacks. Backs, <laughs> says, Sell the team, Ted. We hate you. Um, like I said, that, that's his comment. I'm not, I'm not endorsing <laughs> yeah. what he said. That's just a comment. That's just how the fan base feels right now. Um, I'm not saying that's how I feel, but you know, it's just a lot of um, people that John Rads. Some pretty feisty comments here. Kuzma, get the heck out of here. GM fired the worst coach in NBA history. Um, but there's some really good comments in here. Um, people saying that uh, John Hankins says you guys are awesome. Once Appreciate again, it. thank you guys for listening the whole season. And you know, it's been a long season, it's been a rough season, another losing season. We're just used to this now. Um, another 35 and 47 kind of season for the Washington Wizards. Uh, Vlogger says, Great coverage this season, guys. You're the best locked on podcast out there with the um. Praise hand emojis. Happy Easter, everybody. So thank you, Vlogger, for watching the show a lot. We see Vlogger in the comments all the time. All the time we see Vlogger <laughs> in the comments, for sure. So uh, Vlogger is definitely not a stranger <laughs> at all. Um, Denny Donchit says, yes, love from Israel. Denny fans around the world are fans of Locked on Wizards, even though the coaching staff might not be the biggest fans of Denny. Um, oh. Is there any comments that stand out to you? And then we'll probably wrap it up for tonight. Lots of passion. I'll say that. Um, <laughs> lots of passion. <laughs> um, a lot of good questions. And um, let's see, definitely appreciate the love, y'all. <laughs> um, like like he said, man, we're gonna do a mailbag, man. So we're definitely gonna get to a lot of questions now. Um, right. see. Yeah, Israel fan, this is a good question. Who do you guys give the Wizards season awards? So I have MVP Chris has Porzingis later of the Yakuza mm. most getting most disappointing Johnny or Bill. So we'll, that's a good one for tomorrow for the mailbag. We'll talk about yeah, that. It but. is. I will read this one again. Um, like I said, I didn't want to make this the Isaiah Todd show. Um, but uh, Desan says, I thought Tommy West were lying about not giving Isaiah Todd minutes. But my my goodness, I see why now. One of the worst individual games I've seen by a Wizards player in years. Yeah, it was pretty darn bad. It was 45 minutes, 7 points, 2 for 17 from the field. Um, I, I, I just don't know if he's going to be here next year. I don't know if he's going to be on the summer league roster or what. I don't know. And we'll see what happens in the draft. They do have a second-round pick. Now they traded uh, Rui for all those second-round picks. I want to say they have two second-round picks this year, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. I got to look that up and confirm. So, I mean, they're going to be – they're going to be obviously they're going to have their first-round pick. So that's another guy coming in. So there's just not going to be a lot of roster spots available. And they, and they apparently believe in Isaiah, Xavier Cooks to give him a four-year deal. Yeah. So that's a guy who's probably <laughs> taking another roster spot that away from Isaiah Todd, too. And Quentin Jackson – in my opinion, he should be playing Jordan Goodwin. Should be on the team next year. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's just uh, the 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 spots are just really they're really gone. To be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you you brought up the second round picks, man, and I mean, it's, it's nice to have that many picks, I guess. But again, we're talking about Tommy Shepard here, so it's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like 
you got to question it a little bit, man. It's like going to an anger management class and it's led by Mike Tyson. I'm just saying, like, you know, you really got to think about it a little bit. But, I, you know, I don't know, man. I, if, if it's me, you got to package those two picks, man. I mean, you can try to hit on a second rounder. But, you know, again, man, if you look at the history of our second rounders, how many sec- I mean, how many of our second rounders have played? I mean, what was it, uh, Zanik Zosa or Yannick Zosa? I, I mean, I don't even know where he's at now. Is he still in Spain? I mean, was it, you right. know what I mean? Like, I mean, and, and that's where I'm at with it, man. If we properly utilize our second-round picks, then that's one thing, man, because there are some hitters on the second round. I mean, Imani Bates, man, formerly of um, Memphis, who plays um, – he transferred to Eastern Michigan, but he played with uh, Penny. He played with um, Jalen Duran. No, yeah. Homeboy can hoop, man. I mean, and, right. he's, and, he, and he's a target in the second round. But, again, do we trust Tommy to make those type of moves? Because I think that's a good move to make. You know, you develop this guy because he does have a high ceiling. So, you know, that's where I'm hit at. You know, as far as a fan, that's where my head is at. You know, you know, is Tommy looking at it like that? Are we really trying to find guys who can contribute? Or are we just going to really spend these two second-round picks on a guy that plays in Siberia? You know what I mean? So that's where I'm at, man. <laughs> Yusuf Sinan. <laughs> oh, I know. Where, where's he been at, man? I don't even think he's ever shown up. So, you know, that's where I'm at, man, you know. Yeah, but we'll wrap it up there. We're gonna we're gonna continue tomorrow for the rest of the week, of course, and the rest of the off season. Thank you guys again for listening all season. We hit three thousand subscribers once again. Thank you guys for riding with us this whole season. Of course, more episodes on the way. So make sure you guys check out the Game to Game podcast. Now make your second listen, Game to Game. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked on Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can del- deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA. Available on this on the Odyssey app, YouTube, wherever you get podcasts. Hell to the Wizards. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.